Hey guys, I'm Paco the Realtor. 16 years of experience helped over 200 families buy and sell the American dream. I'm a local expert, I'm a professional, and I take care of my clients. I pride myself in educating my clients, and I'm also really sarcastic and a storyteller. So why don't you guys get to know me? Hey guys, this is Paco, Paco the Realtor, your friend and real estate broker of RX Real Estate, local expert storyteller. I hope everybody is having a good eating and staying warm. I know I have my cup of coffee. So anyways, today I wanted to talk to you about cashing in equity. It's been a while since I've been on here and I'm kind of excited to get back on this and start talking uh, questions that um, people have been asking lately, the last few months actually. So let's start by this. You have equity in your house now. You've been, you had a little or you were upside down, now you have equity. And now you're asking yourself, do I cash in? Do I cash in? Do I stay? Do I move? What do I do? Before you didn't have that opportunity, now you do. So let's talk about that. Well, let's start with this. I am not talking about a flip. I'm not talking about being a flipper. I'm not talking about going out and um, buying, selling your house to buy something else to fix it up to resell. I'm talking about a primary residence. So let's begin there, okay? So I hope, we, I hope we understand that. So that's one. Two, I don't have a crystal ball. Don't time the market or the market times you out. Whether you cash and wait, whether you cash and buy, or whether you don't do anything is entirely depending on what your goals are. That's it. What are your goals? So your first goal is, or your first option is, you bought a house, you have 100,000 in equity now, you're thinking, Man, maybe now's a good time to sell. Maybe I cash in, I rent, and I wait for the market to correct itself, and I buy a bigger home. Because you had a beginner home, and now you want to move up, and right now houses are just too expensive, right? So let's talk about that. So let's assume that your payment is $2,000. Let's assume that you're gonna, you can sell your house and make a $100,000 profit, okay? So that's how much money you take home. Well, if you go out and rent another home, your rent is going to be probably about $2,000. Let's just assume it's like for like, right? Well, what happens is your, your mortgage didn't go up, you're paying somebody else's mortgage, but now you're sitting on all this cash. Now, if you're disciplined and you can hold on to the cash, put it in a CD, something conservative, and make some interest on it, then you know what? It's not a bad idea as long as you understand you don't know when the market's gonna correct and you don't understand, you don't know how long it's gonna take for the market to correct. Here's the problem with option one or here's the challenge. Cash burns through people's pockets. So if you're sitting at $100,000, all of a sudden I can pay off my debt. I can buy that new car. I can buy that new RV. So that's the problem. So if you have the discipline to put it away Hey, Mark, my good buddy. Thank you, thank you, bud. So if you have the discipline to put it away, then it's not a bad option as long as you understand you're going to be renting. Um, now, if you can't, don't have the discipline and you're scared, don't do it. Don't do it. I've seen way too many people use their house as a credit card and it comes back and bite them. Remember, real estate is our savings account. It is it forces us to save because of the future equity because we're paying a mortgage, right? So treat it for what it is. All right, second option. 
I want to sell my house, I want to cash out, and I want to buy a bigger one. What's up, Chris? Thanks, buddy. It's been a while since I've been on here. Took like a three and a half month break. So, second option. I'm going to sell my house. I have $100,000. Now I'm going to buy another house. Okay. A lot of moves, move ups happening like that. Nothing wrong with that. Again, based on your goals. If you have a growing family and you want to take uh, advantage of low rates, historically, it's not a bad option. So a lot of people, because of the, I need a place to live, I don't want to pay a rent, and cash burns holes through my pocket, they take the money and buy another house. So that is the most common thing to do. You're not holding on to the money, you're actually moving up. And that's what's important. All right, guys? So your goals dictate again. If your goal is to buy a bigger home, but you want to wait for the market to adjust whenever that is, whether that's a year or two, as long as you understand that, then you're fine. And, and as long as you're, you know and you're smart with your money. If your goal is to move up now and buy a bigger home because you do have equity, well, rates are low. That's also not, not a bad option. The third option is to do nothing. Hey, Barbara. Hello. Um, is to do nothing. A house is not a credit card. A house is not a flip. I always say this, tell the story about my father when he bought the house. You know, I want to say 190. Then it went down to 160. Then it went down to 135. Then it went up to 350. Then it went back down. Then it went up to half a million. Then it back down to 250. Now it's worth 600 thousand dollars. And my dad always said the same thing. It doesn't matter because I'm not selling. He already had his home. He wasn't going to sell. So for him, it doesn't matter what the market does. Why? Because the mortgage is consistent. He's just paying down the debt. Paying down the debt. And now he's got probably over half a million in equity. In case of an emergency, right? He's retired now, so he's got options. We're all at different phases. Um, let's talk about millennials. You know, everybody makes fun of millennials, I'm including myself, by the way, because I'm a Generation X, so I'm right before them. Millennials are not buying. Millennials, BS, millennials are buying. Today we went to, um, uh, thanks to Windermere, we went to an economic kind of um, summit uh, where they kind of talked about what was going on or what they expected to go on in the economy. An economist went out and talked. And he said what I've heard before, which is millennials are buying. They're just taking a little bit longer to buy, right? But still buying. They're just delaying it. So, if you're going to buy, if you already own a house, you're not in that situation. And today I'm specifically talking about that. The reason I bring up millennials is because millennials are looking to buy. It's just taking them longer. That's the key. Okay? So, I just uh, want to bring that out. It's taking them longer to buy. So, the buyers are still out there. So, there's always going to be buyers there. We still suffer from lack of inventory. So we still have lack of inventory, rates are still low historically, so all the factors are there to buy. But what's happening is that all of a sudden you have all these sellers sitting on equity and they're debating, what do I do? Do I cash in and buy another one? Do I cash in and sit on it? Do I cash in, rent and wait? They're all good options based on what your goals are. What are your numbers? What do I always tell a buyer before they go out and buy? Get pre-qualified. Know your numbers. Know your rate. Know your interest rate. Know your payment. Know your down payment. Know everything. Well, if you're going to sell, it's no different. What's your goal and what are your numbers? If you're going to make $100,000, what are you going to do with that? If you're going to rent, 
and it's equal to your mortgage, okay, if it takes two years for the market to adjust down 15%, just give you an example, well, that's $48,000 you just paid in rent to somebody else. You made $100,000, now you have $50,000, right? So just know that it's not a bad thing, you just gotta know your numbers. Um, you know, the argument can be made, well, if I don't sell, I can't cash in that equity. Well, that's also correct. If you don't sell, you can't cash, because even if you get in a line of equity or refinance, you'll never do more than 80%. There'll always be 20% of equity in your house um, because the bank wants that protection. Uh, so the only way to cash out 100% of that money is to sell, but you gotta understand the th other, um, what's gonna happen when you do that. So please, 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 what's the moral of the story? Goals dictate what you do. Numbers dictate what direction you go. And if money burns through your pocket and you're telling yourself, I'm going to sell and I'm gonna sit rent and sit on that money and wait for the market to adjust, put that money in a CD that you can't touch. Because if not, three years from now, you'll be down with $30,000 and you're gonna be like, damn, it just happens. Know who you are. Understand that. All right, guys. I hope this uh, uh, provided some information for people that are debating what to do or what not to do. All right, guys. Until next time, this is Paco, the realtor, local expert, storyteller, broker owner of RX Real Estate. Buenas noches. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching my video. Hope you love the content. Subscribe below or follow me on social media. Just type Paco the Realtor.